Yes, indeed. We're back at it, answering your home improvement questions either by phone or by text. And uh, as we say hi to Andy Lindis. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, sir. Nice to have you around again. You had a busy week, I presume? Uh, yeah, you know, dodging rain for the, the yeah. first part of the week, but uh, it ended strong for sure. Well, I tell you, if if you have any kind of a home improvement question, it's the same number applies. If you want to call it in and talk to uh, Andy yourself, that's great, 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier or you'd prefer to send him a text instead, same number applies, 651-989-9226. Perhaps you have a question about uh, insulation. That always seems to be, pardon the expression, a hot topic, It yeah. uh, it uh, no matter what time of year. Yeah, I was actually on uh, WCCO-TV yesterday talking about uh, insulation and how to prepare your house for the winter, and the feedback I received from that was all about insulation, and we, we had a picture of a customer with a bunch of bat droppings that was in the attic, and we talked about, I don't know, we, you and I have talked about stack effect before, but as this temperature gets colder and colder, I was at a house Thursday. What, what exactly is that? For listeners who have um, never heard you. What happens is as, as the temperatures get colder outside and you turn the heat on inside, it, you start to actually, your house pressurizes in a way where it can start to pull air from your attic. And I just happened to go over to this uh, lady's windows, and I put my hand by her her trim, and I'm like, Come over here and feel this. First, feel the wall, and now feel the just hold your hand about six inches away from the wall, and you could actually it felt like like moving air that was happening there. And, and the windows are actually in a newer window; uh, they're they're the well insulated window, but you could feel that air coming through there, and it's, it's pulling just pulling air from the attic. And if you have rodents that have been up in the attic, imagine all of that air that's sitting in your attic is getting filtered through the the rodent droppings. And then down through the insulation, that's when you get up in insulation, that uh, white or pink insulation turns brown. That's because it's been acting like a, a filter for all those years. Oh. All of that dirt and, <laughs> and, and junk is going through there, and, and that's the air that's coming into your house in the wintertime. And as you know, in the wintertime in Minnesota, we're not exactly opening up our windows and bringing in a lot of fresh air because oh. uh, of how cold it is outside. So it can be a, it can be detrimental to your health and, and, and just the overall comfort level of your house some small changes to make it better. Now, some folks may be listening to this as a podcast when uh, when, when it gets uh, uh, uploaded uh, eventually. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it could be maybe it's like uh, middle of winter now and they're yeah. listening to this. How often does or, or do you do like a roof job? There's a point in time, you have to explain it before, you don't necessarily do roofing jobs in any kind of weather. I mean, not 10 below, I presume. Yeah, not not ten below unless it absolutely had to be done. Um, there's a way to figure it out to be installed in almost any weather, Denny. And in fact, I know crews that are already booking up uh, the month of February. They're going to be hand nailing shingles, but they mm-hmm. want to work in the in, in February. And and if you, if you take the right steps, there's a way to do it. You just have to wait for a, a day where you get to about forty degrees. Remember, the the, the sun is going to activate that glue, but but uh, still getting to 40 degrees at yeah. one point during the day can help things glue down a lot. 651-989-9226, text number and uh, phone number are the same. Let's go to the phones. Russell is calling from uh, Burnsville. Russell, you're on with Andy Lindis. Hello, Russell. Good morning, Jim. Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. 
Andy, you mentioned a, a good dehumidification system for your basement uh, a while back. I wonder if you could tell me what the name of that is and where I might go. Uh, we've been trying to struggle with two dehumidifiers from Fleet Farm. They fill up uh, in 12 hours. They're both 70-pint dehumidifiers, but uh, it seems like they're not enough. i got to have it looked at. Um, the one I have is called a Santa Fe dehumidifier, and I I believe the I'm just looking here online. It is available. Yep, yeah, yeah, you can get it right through Amazon. So you can order it online. Um, Santa Fe, just like the 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 way you think it would be spelt. Um, just Google Santa Fe dehumidifier. You should be able to find it now. If emptying the dehumidifiers is an issue. Um, the nice part about these ones, a lot of them are gravity fed, but these ones have a pump in it. So they'll be able to pump the water to wherever you need to get it to a drain. And if you're not getting it to a drain, I would highly recommend that because just emptying dehumidifiers is, can be a, you know, a, a pain. Yeah. And it, once they're full, they stop working. So then the humidity level goes up, and then you've got to play catch-up. This way, it's a much more efficient way, not only on the energy that you're consuming, but on keeping your house at the right humidity level. Well, very good, Russell. Yeah, I was going to ask you what's so good about that particular system, but it sounds like it's got a pump in it. Yeah, well, and, and it, it just does. It takes out more gallons per hour. Okay. A, Is it a big, a pretty good size? I replaced three with one unit, if that tells you anything. Wow. Yes. Tell you what, Andy, we need to take a quick break. Uh, let's invite our listeners to join in. Uh, if you have a, any kind of a home improvement question, it can be about uh, uh, whatever you like. It could be about uh, insulation. As I said, it could even be about decking this time of year. 651-989-9226. We'll grab your calls and more text messages after this break. On News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented by our friends at Lindus Construction every Saturday here in the 9 o'clock hour. Andy Lindus with us this morning answering your questions, whatever they may be related to uh, home improvement. And again, if you ever want to get in touch with those good folks, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. That's the easiest number to remember. Well, Andy, we've got a bunch of calls and text message, uh, messages. I want to put you back to work if that's okay with you. Yes, sir. Lou is calling from St. Louis Park. I think Lou's been waiting the longest. Uh, Lou, you're on with Andy. Thank you. Andy, I have some windows, 10-year-old windows, where the seal has broken on the top and need to be repaired by a licensed contractor. There are 12 windows. Wondering if you do that uh, job. Uh, Yes, depending on uh, the actual type of window and the manufacturer, getting parts sometimes is easier than... Uh, than other manufacturers. Do you know what type of window that you actually have? Um, sorry, I, I didn't hear that one. Do you what, know what, type what of kind of window you... do you have? What, what brand? Oh, do you know? I had Wellington. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be able to help you with that one more than likely finding that glass pack. Um, I don't even know if they're manufactured still anymore, if they were 12 years old back then, but... Uh, Finding that glass pack was is going to be a, a difficult um, task. So, in fact, it, it, it might be so expensive to get that. It, you might be it, it might be better to actually just replace your windows. But we gladly take a look at it for you for sure. Um, we've we've ran into those types of windows before, and uh, we're finding that a lot of them have similar issues that you're having. 
And uh, we've said it in the past number of times, if you uh, need to get a window replaced, one, two, three, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to do 15 at once. You could do one at a time, right? Yeah, and, and who knows? We might be able to work with our glass yeah. manufacturer and, and find a glass pack that can can work in there. So we have contacts with that. Uh, we make just uh, glass, glass units by themselves. Uh, cardinal glass is pretty easy to work with, and uh, maybe we can find something that works. But typically, like... Let's give you a for instance. So if this was one of my windows, Denny, and mm-hmm. oh, we got to be getting on close to 10 years since we installed them in your house. Yeah. Say one of your windows went bad. There's a code on that window that we also have on file here. Um, in fact, you'd be able to call us and tell us which window it is. We should be able to look it up in our system. And we're going to order a brand new sash, not a glass pack. A lot of times it's uh, they're going to reglaze that window, so they're going to use the existing sash. We're going to just order you a new sash. Keep the frame in there. Take the sash out. Put the new sash in. It's an easy-peasy installation done in a... Uh, if you had, say, a double-hung window, and so each one of those double-hung windows has two insulated glass units. Uh, you had 10 of those windows, half of them bad, so you got 10 units bad. We'd be in and out of your house in probably 15 minutes. Oh, really? So, and it would be no cost to the homeowner whatsoever. Wow. That's, uh, that's why I choose the manufacturers that I choose. And it, it, it's not that... We're installing products that are bulletproof and that will never fail. Of course, just every manufacturer has issues, no matter no matter what. Um, Forty years in this business, there's one thing that we know: it's that that manufacturers are going to have issues at times. It's it's the warranty that backs up those parts and your relationship with said manufacturer that really makes a difference. Um, you have a warranty claim with us; the process is easy and the action is fast. And that's all, all we can hope for. And hopefully, uh, not hopefully, we've done a good job of choosing certain products like uh, our Infinity Window by Marvin. Uh, Danny, now I know we're only three years into it, but I haven't had a warranty claim yet. How about that? So that says, that's says pretty, a lot. Says a lot right there. And I'm, uh, I'm hopeful that it'll continue that way. And, and knowing uh, the windows that I'm looking at in my office right now that are Infinity that look like the day they were installed, same with my Season Guard windows, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable giving people lifetime warranties. Well, Lou and listeners, if uh, you want to get in touch, if you need windows, uh, 1-800-LEAFGUARD, 1 yeah. or 100, 1-800-LEAFGUARD, and give uh, Linda's a call. And our website, uh, linusconstruction.com, you can look at all the information that we have on there. Our YouTube channel, if you actually want to see how we install windows, uh, you can you can check us out there. Okay. Back to the phones we go. Jim is calling from Monticello, I believe, with a question. Jim, you're on CCO with Andy. Monticello. Hi, Andy. Um, how are you? I'm living, I'm good. Um, I'm living in a house that was built in 1995. Okay. And I believe they call it a modified split. Okay. And um, what I've been experiencing over the past number of years is that when I'm using the HVAC system in the summer with the uh, central air on, I'm hearing in between the floors of the upstairs in our family room, I'm hearing a, a kind of a dripping sound. Mm-hmm. And then that also occurs during the winter when I have the furnace on. Hmm. It's condensation. Have you found any water coming anywhere? Well, there is a a little bit of a water spot in the lower level um, in the family room. And it appears that it's the same route between the, the, um, the exhaust route from our bathroom fan 
to the outside of the house, which is actually under underneath an overhang. Okay. Hmm. Well, uh, well not I'm, uncommon I'm, for, for bath fans to have some kind of condensation and, and, and leak. There's there's ways around it. But uh, let's go back to when you turn on your, in the wintertime and in the summertime, when you're running your central air unit, you're hearing something that sounds like a, a drip. Now, sometimes um, tubing and ductwork can expand and start to tick where it can kind of sound like a drip, especially if uh, you don't have like a knockdown ceiling. It's all sheetrocked, so it's really deadening that sound. Um, mm-hmm. But Well, you know, I'm also noticing down in the basement where yeah. the um, furnace exhaust pipe starts running up through the house and up through the roof, Right on the lowest elbow, it looks like I have some kind of a, a moisture coming through there because I can see dried sediment at one of those joints where it makes the 90-degree angle and goes into the furnace. Okay. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm having some kind of a condensation issue, and I'm, I'm curious as to whether, you know, in between floors, that, that dead space, in between floors where the ductwork is running, if... It's not well insulated around the skirt of the house, or if um, I need to knock down the the drywall and the lower the ceiling in the lower level and uh, wrap those pipes. Or um, have you had any type of home energy audit done? Uh, no, I haven't. My Monticello is a little bit too far for for us to go. Um, I'm there on, on a pretty regular basis. It's actually the town my wife's from, so love the area. But uh, St. Cloud mm-hmm. uh, Luckin Companies, I know, does does things of that nature. They might be able to come out and actually take a look at it for you, and and, and or just just go online and Google Home Energy Audit, or talk to your your, your energy suppliers, and um and 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 see who they would recommend, and and get that done on your house and find out what's happening, because what you said. And he said in 1995 the house was built. That is uh, Energy Star was still around. They were talking about insulating foundations and things of that nature back then. Still wasn't done all the time. Uh, but when we come into houses and do these border tests, we're finding that insulating the rim, just as much as insulating the top plate, sometimes is what's needed to happen on houses to make them perform properly and get rid of any type of air movement that's happening. And if you're having a condensation issue, typically it's because you're getting cold air coming into the house or warm air leaving the house and touching a cold surface, causing the condensation, and you're hearing that drip sound or you're getting a water stain. The only way to really find that out is to, to use the proper diagnostic tools like a, a blower door, infrared imaging, the smoke stick, and, and things of that nature to really figure out what's going on with your house. All right. We need to take a break. I want to alert David and Jerry on the phone. Hang on. We're going to get your questions answered. The text number is the same as the phone number, 651-989-9226. You can call in or text Andy your home improvement questions here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our home improvement show. Denny Long here with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Uh, we have a line open if you want to use it, 651-989-9226. That same number uh, you can use for your text message for Andy as well. Uh, Andy, let's go back uh, to the phones. David is calling from Montevideo, I believe. David, you're on CCO with Andy. Hey, good morning, and thank you. Um, I have a house. I have all-electric heat, and hopefully it's still tight and well-insulated with six-inch walls. So 
I will run a, a uh, air exchanger during the winter months. And the problem, I think, is that air exchanger unit itself is in a basement which is not finished it's just a a cold wet hole kind of thing and uh, so i run the dehumidifier by humidistat to try and keep some of the moisture off my windows and stuff in in the house Mm -hmm. but i'm confused on how that humidistat is going to work very well when you know the unit itself is down in that hole and uh, also, isn't that kind of not very efficient by bringing in cold air and taking out warm air? Well, no, not necessarily. It all depends on how your your air exchanger is set up. You know, the early versions of these, I believe, are called April Air. Um, they were bringing in so much moisture, and they just weren't controlled. Setting your air exchanger to to be able to bring in the right amount of air is is important. Do you know what what do you set your humidistat at? Um, I think it's probably on about seventy five or something like that now. Okay, and it runs pretty consistently. So you you when you say you have it set up on a humidistat, so when it hits seventy five percent humidity, it kicks on. Yes. Okay. What do you know? What you do in the wintertime? That's where I pretty much leave it. Okay. It won't run as often when it gets uh, colder and the heat's, you know, working harder. Yeah. Uh, do you know what your humidity levels, do you have moisture even when you're running a humidifier, a dehumidifier in the wintertime? Do you get moisture on your windows? I don't run a dehumidifier, just the air exchanger. Okay. Do you have, Okay. I, I would like to run a dehumidifier in the basement, but I'm afraid it would freeze up down there. Well, your basement's not getting below freezing. It probably does, actually. (laughs) It's just like a cellar, basically. Okay. Um, When was this house built? Um, It was completely gutted and remodeled in 96. Okay. Yeah, I I doubt that uh, it would freeze. I would still, you know, you can take some temperatures down there, but I'm guessing all your pipes would be broken if your basement's freezing up in the wintertime. Okay. Um, But a good rule of thumb in the wintertime is to get, say, if it's zero degrees, you want 20 to 30% humidity in your house. Yeah, when when it's that cold, yeah. When it, when it when it's that cold and 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 under forty percent, typically like when we have weather like this, um, otherwise it's just it's, your your house isn't working the way it should. And the reason why you want it that low when it's when it gets that cold out, most of the glass packs will start to frost up. When they start to frost up, then you start to get rotten wood all the way around your windows. And I think you're right. I think um, if uh, that. Uh, Basement. Sounds like he has his air exchanger set at seventy five, not not a dehumidification system. Yeah, I think and, you're right, and, and and I'm I'm not as familiar. I'd have to see exactly what his settings are and what type of system he's running to to know if it's if it's the right thing to do. Air exchangers are great, and they really can make a house more comfortable. When you build a new house, typically you're, you're putting one of those in there because we're making houses so tight nowadays. And in fact, I've I've done some things with insulation work where we recommended adding an air exchanger when we do. A complete remodel, you know, when we're doing all new siding, windows, and, and insulation, and really tightening up a house, um, we, we're going to want to look at that and see if that's an option. All right. Good luck with that, David. Uh, let's go to Maple Grove, Andy. I think Jerry is standing by with uh, a call. Jerry, you're on with uh, Andy. Good morning. Um, I have a 
house that was built in 1978 approximately, and uh, there's a crawl space under our kitchen and living room area, um, and those floors are always cold um, in the wintertime. And I'm wondering, is that uh, supposed to be insulated underneath, um, you know, in that crawl space, like the what would be the ceiling of the crawl space that like, mm-hmm. runs under the kitchen and living room? Is that supposed to be insulated? Um, it, it's not supposed to be insulated, but if you want it to be warm in the wintertime, I would insulate it. We, we, we talk about this on, on a pretty regular basis. Uh, the crawl spaces, insulating a crawl space is, is an easy way to really change the comfort level of a room. Um, it, it's, it's amazing the difference that, 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 that can make with a little bit of spray foam. In fact, a lot of times we end up insulating, uh, as a dirt floor in the crawl space. And it is plastic. Uh, you know, it's, it's a clay surface basically, but then that's covered with plastic. Yeah. So a lot of times we'll, we'll insulate the walls, the floor and the ceiling of the crawl space. I bet so you that really makes a difference. Yeah, it sure does. Big time. All right, Jerry, there you go. Uh, let's. Uh, I want to grab a text message in a moment, but uh, Gurmeet is calling from Prior Lake with a question. Gurmeet, you're on uh, CCO with Andy Lindis. Oh, hi, Andy. Uh, appreciate you taking my call. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Uh, uh, Andy, I have an issue with uh, a sliding door. All the windows and uh, uh, this kind of stuff is made by Marwan windows and are locked to the sliding door, broke off the original lock, and we put another lock, just bought it off the counter, and that broke in, and not only it broke, but it jammed the door, so we cannot open it. Do you have any suggestions as to who we can contact to remedy this issue? Uh, Yeah, for sure, us. Um, The great thing about Marvin... Uh, and this is this is the great thing about all of the what I call the three major manufacturers, um, and any manufacturer that we use is the ease of getting parts. It's it's really easy to work with a company like Marvin to get after uh, parts on on the doors. And and you know I have a door that's 25 years old that I was able to get parts for. And it's just it's just one of those things that if if you were to work with the right contractor or call Marvin directly, chances are they would ship you those parts. And, and then using an aftermarket lock and things of that nature can sometimes do what, what happened to you or, or it's jammed the door now. All right. So it's probably good news. Yeah, for that. hopefully. Um, that's, that's a nice part. When you, when you buy quality yep. up front, even if there is an issue, chances are it can be repaired. If, if you're buying cheap up front, there's usually no repairing it. It's once, it's once it's broken, it's broken, and you got to get a new one, and, and then you end up spending a lot more money in the long run. That's right. Uh, Paul is calling in from Buffalo, I believe, uh, with a question. Paul, you're on with Andy. Uh, yes, thank you for taking my call. Uh, my wife and I are looking at downsizing into a uh, detached townhome or a villa, and we've looked at several kinds. Uh, one, of course, is the uh, townhome on slab and on grade. The mm-hmm. other one we recently looked at is a townhome that has a crawl space underneath the home. And the crawl space is just like a basement, except it's only about a three to four foot uh, clearance uh, between the floor and the joist. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Andy would have any uh, suggestions or thoughts about. Uh, those different uh, types of uh, building construction. 
all depends on, on on what's done in the crawl space and the type of heating that is is in there. Um, those are the questions I would ask: is how cold is the floor going to get in the winter time? Uh, the one that's built on a slab is it in floor heat? Uh, no, they're all forced air. Okay. So I would um, I would want to know those questions and and know and are you going to be here in the winter time or is this or do do you leave some place for the winter? Uh, we do leave for the winter, but uh, we're here down through uh, uh, December, so okay. we're still here during cold weather. Yep. So, if it were for me, I, I I would. There's probably other factors in in why you're choosing one or the other. I don't know if this would be a major factor, but I would I, w- I want to ask that question, just like the caller before. If a crawl space isn't insulated properly or done properly, you will end up with cold floors, and no one likes likes cold floors. I. I love my moccasin slippers as much as the next guy, Denny, but uh, I, I prefer not to have to wear them from, you know, September to May. And running quickly through the yeah, room. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, tech, thanks, Paul. Uh, 651-989-9226. That uh, number is good for the phone call or the text message. Speaking of which, here's a texter that says this, Andy. We have had uh, hail damage on aluminum siding. Would you... Replace it with aluminum siding or another material. Another material, like what? Like what? I would re- well, one aluminum oxidizes so much on siding for for whatever reason. Um, you know, you ever rub up against siding and get that white chalky oh, yeah, stuff yeah. to come out? That's just typically aluminum siding oxidizing in a way that that just it just makes the finish not last. Now that can be painted, but I've never really seen great results in having it painted. Having said that, our seamless steel siding with the with with the finishes that we have nowadays are going to last forever. And our LP Smart Side, the nice part about LP Smart Side, made in Two Harbors, Minnesota, and uh, or Tomahawk, Wisconsin, so it's made locally. But aesthetically, it's about as pleasing as any siding as I've worked with. Ease of installation and the finishing that we use, the diamond coat finish made by uh, Wausau Supply. We actually pick it up and everything's stocked down in Lakeville, so it's it's a it's, it's an awesome product to be able to get. But from a longevity standpoint and an aesthetic standpoint, it's really hard to beat LP Smart Side. If you the next one down from that to me would be the seamless steel siding, and I'd, I'd stay away from vinyl and aluminum as much as I could. All right, very good. We need to take a quick break. We have more show to come. You can call in your home improvement question or text it in. Same number again: six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Andy Linda's with us. From Linda's Construction. Back with more here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning once again. Welcome back to our home improvement show. We're here on CCO every Saturday in the uh, 9 o'clock hour, welcoming your phone calls and text messages. I see a line open if you want to call Andy Linda's, 651 989 9226. Same number applies to the text. And here's a, speaking of that, uh, Andy, text says, Is it okay to use engineered lumber for interior stud walls? In the dry basement, the finishing basement to add bedrooms, texture adds. I don't know what they mean by engineered lumber. I don't know um, either. Are they talking about, when I think of engineered, are they like chipboard or are they talking, do they mean treated lumber? Yeah, I have no um, idea. Maybe an engineered, an engineer, are they talking about like an LVL? Um, that'd be, you'd be spending way more money than that than you would for normal, uh, framing material. I, I, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to look into it, but, uh, typically the, the codes are pretty specific on what to use in certain areas. Oh, okay. They might check on that. They may, uh, respond with another text too to add more detail to their, uh, to their question. 
Um, I'll tell you what, let's do it. Let's go back to the phones briefly. Tom is calling from Coon Rapids with a question, I believe. Go ahead, Tom. We're listening. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. We um, recently, well, about four years ago, replaced our bathroom with a nice bathroom outfitter. Um, replacing the caulking around the, uh, the, the bathtub. I put in uh, a caulking that I thought was the top of the line, but it just turned a yellow. It just looks terrible. Is there a caulking that I can buy that maybe antibacterial that will stay a nice vibrant white without turning a terrible yellow? Uh, yeah, you know, all caulkings aren't, aren't going to be created the same. There's definitely specific ones made for the bathroom. Typically, you, when, when I start to look for the right sealants or, or, or caulking to use, I start with OSI. Um, and they make their all of our quad caulking for exteriors of homes. They make a variety of products. They're a giant, giant company. Uh, they're the manufacturers of Loctite, of uh, Blackjack, of... Uh, crazy glue, I believe, is, is, is falls under their uh, umbrella. There's a there's a whole litany of of items that they have, and if you go to their website, you'd be able to find out specifically which caulking to use, and and w- what's going to happen to that caulking over time. All right, again, six five one. Uh, thank you, Tom. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Texture says this. Uh, good morning. I had my vents cleaned for the first time since building twenty five years ago. All 35 vents and dryer vents cleaned was told they weren't too bad except for one vent that had mold on it. And he Mm -hmm. asked if we had water damage in that room. Did not. Uh, What do we do now with the vent? Well, I assume they they had it cleaned and maybe, you know, uh, but if there's no water damage, would you just keep your eye on that particular one or what? No, uh, yeah, keep your eye on that particular one. But my guess is they have some type of uh, cold air coming into contact with that vent. So that cold air is uh, it could be coming in from the rim somewhere in the basement. Uh, some other places is getting to that, that vent, and as the heater kicks on, that vent's going to be warm. So that cold air hits that warm surface. You get a little condensation going on, and and uh, it doesn't take much for much moisture for mold to start to grow on certain things. So... Maybe that is what's happening off the top of my head, but it's definitely something you want to make sure it's clean. I mean, this is a vent bringing air into your house, so I don't know if they had a mold remediation expert in to take a look at that. But once it's all cleaned, that would definitely be something I keep an eye on to make sure it's not uh, not coming back. Okay. Uh, Texter says, we have Marvin windows in a 17-year-old home. I see that on the south side window, the outside covering is peeling off. These were supposed to be no maintenance windows. Uh, what, what, what do you think that situation is about? Again, um, I'd have to look at the exact window that is installed. Every manufacturer has has different lines of windows, and whether or not they're no maintenance or or some maintenance, um, I would have to find out exactly which window was installed. And again, have you tried a warranty claim? Have you reached out to your contractor? This is, I'm telling you, Danny, like uh, I had a conversation Friday, yesterday, with a fellow from Professional Remodeler Magazine, and it was about longevity, and um, it ended up talking about safety with workers, and it all came back to the same theme. 
if you use the best products that you possibly can and you go to the manufacturers and you're using the best ones that they make, the warranty claims are going to be much easier to handle. And the amount of warranty claims that you have to deal with are going to be much smaller. And the same thing goes to labor. If you're, if you're paying for the cheapest labor out there, you might have safety issues. But if you're paying your guys enough, you're not going to have safety issues. It all comes back to if you want to be... And not necessarily. Sometimes, you know, you can spend a lot of money and still have issues. But my experience is with with when it comes to picking out materials on your house, getting the the, the best ones you can possibly afford is going to save you money in the long run. And if that was my window that was 17 years old that installed Denny, that would be zero out-of-pocket expense to the homeowner and everything would be covered. Pretty slick. Yeah. Back to the phones. Let's go to Alice in beautiful Lindstrom. Good morning, Alice. Sunny and beautiful. Andy, nice. I have about three, three questions in one. All right. Oh, we just... <laughs> Darn it. She didn't, she didn't get one in there. <laughs> Suddenly, we just lost her uh, her signal. Alice, call us back, and if you can do it in about a minute. But a texture, uh, all joking... How does Linda's handle haunted houses during Halloween? I saw uh, a prank uh, done on a decking crew where they buried a, a fake skeleton underneath the deck. So when you when they went to remove the deck, they saw this human skeleton right there. Oh, it's a it's a it's a fun Halloween prank to play, but uh, we uh, we're uh, we're okay dealing on all sorts of houses, haunted or not. All right, good. Is it worth it? Texter wants to know to put in a whole house humidifier in a house that was built in the fifties. Um, maybe. I, I'd have to look at the whole house as as a whole. Typically, I see when well one if I'm going on to house usually they're having issues. So I don't get called out to the houses that have whole house humidifiers that aren't having any issues. I get called out to the house that have whole house humidifiers that aren't sent properly, aren't working properly, and have getting attics and sometimes see it raining and see mold everywhere. And so I'm not a big believer in April air systems or whole house humidifiers. And in our market, when it gets cold, we want, we're doing things. I have a dehumidification system in my house that runs year round, but I monitor it pretty regular. I should have monitored it better in my garage. I'd be in a little bit better situation than I'm in right now, uh, fixing some things. But uh, now that I got the Santa Fe model going in both the house and the garage, I have no issues. And Everything's ran on humidistat, and once it gets a little bit colder here, it'll be cranked down to 30% humidity. We only, Andy, have uh, about a minute or so to go, but for folks uh, thinking ahead for 2020, uh, what advice would you give them? If they want a new deck, if they need a new roof, if they do want to put in some new windows, uh, what should they do? Now is the time to do the planning process, and and it's not too late to make your house more comfortable yet this winter. Whether it's insulation or windows, that those things can still happen yet this winter. If you're talking about decking and you want to look at it and be able to use it all next year, most of the the the, the good deck installers that I know are starting to book up for April and May already. So I would get on that sooner than later. Everything else uh, we can do pretty much all winter long. So if you're looking at getting something done, free estimates always, and 1-800-LEAFGUARD, LinusConstruction.com. Just like that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's do it again uh, next uh, next week. What do you say? 
Sounds good, buddy. All right. Thanks very much, Andy Lindis. You want to get in touch with those good folks? There are a lot of people do. They call, or you can get on the website, lindisconstruction.com. Uh, but uh, call them at 1-800-LEAFGUARD. That's 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Yeah, we'll be back next week answering more home improvement questions by phone and text here on the Home Improvement Show by Lindis Construction.